Pulpa MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and, of course, Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, dual sports, street bikes, whatever it is that you guys have. Go to KieferInkTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, do your shopping, and that gives us a little slice of what you're purchasing. You guys have been doing that. It's been a great quarter for me. Obviously, you guys are purchasing stuff for the summertime. You're getting out. I like that. So thank you guys for doing that. And, of course, thank you to the guys over at Rocky Mountain. We appreciate you. Uh, FXR Racing, guess what? July 28th, I finally got a date for my gear release. Uh, We did some photos the other, what, last week? Although I can't ride yet, we did do some stills of the gear, some GQ shots next to a Joshua tree. Luckily, I had my helmet on, so it didn't scare you guys away, but... That is coming out July 28th. So go to fxrracing.com, and you guys can use the code KKMX35. Save yourself 30% off on this Kiefer Limited Edition gear that you guys are going to love. It's going to be really cool. Um, My son, which is in studio right now, which we'll get to, he loves it. Uh, The other guy in studio, he's here nor there. He doesn't really care about it. It's sad. He was out there at the shoot with me, didn't really care. I thought he'd be more stoked on it, Um, but... Just didn't uh, it didn't arouse him like this cheeseburger talk we're going to have here in a little bit. So, uh, nonetheless, go to fxrracing.com, use that code, save yourself some money, great gear, great people. And look, they have all different kinds of stuff on that website. You can get helmets, goggles, boots, pants, jerseys. My favorite, of course, is the Helium line of gear. Second fave for me would be the Revo. And uh, if you're a hot chick... Uh, I have another discount code, which I can give you a little bit more, but uh, I never get hot chicks, so it doesn't really matter. So KKMX35 is the code to save 30%, and do that now and get yourself some some gear for the summertime. Cool yourself down a little bit. And, of course, Racetech. Get your suspension services done at Racetech. Sales at Racetech.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com if you have any questions about Racetech, but do yourself a favor. Get your suspension fluids changed the benchmark for us over here what we do is 20 hours i don't know how close you guys follow that rule but 20 hour mark is when that oil starts breaking down your suspension starts feeling soft may feel a little bit harsh so bushing seals oil do that over at racetech and if you want a little bit more juice that's right the juice some engine power racetech does that as well i'm going to go down to racetech next week and uh, do a podcast with rob and if you guys have questions about suspension, um, burning questions that you guys may or may not know, email me at my email email address, and I will ask Rob on the show. And uh, I think it'll be a cool podcast just because there's a lot of myths out there about suspension and especially suspension shop. So um, Rob's been around a little bit, and I think this will be a good show. And this is 
Some a little bit different for me since I'm not quite riding yet, but um, look forward to that. So go to racetech.com and do yourself a favor and get a better plusher ride. Uh, Power Motorsports. We're going to talk about the 2022 KTM 350 SXF. Uh, the man right here in studio purchased one there early before I even got my test bike. So uh, you guys want a good deal? And look, before you guys go and like call Power Motorsports or email them or whatever you guys are going to do, just know that the market is going to be a little bit higher than normal because of COVID, right? So uh, we're going to get you the best deals over here at Kiefering Testing and Power Motorsports, but David will do his best to get you guys dialed in and down the road on something new at a great price. So Power Motorsports, uh, KTMs, Kawasaki's, uh, you know what? There's all different kinds of street bikes you guys are looking for. They have those as well. So uh, uh, do yourself a favor. Go uh, go to Power Motorsports. Works Connection, Eric Phipps, great dude. He hooked uh, Matt Suravaga up here with some bling on his 350. Ride Engineering, uh, great clamps. You want some pull rods? Go with there. Adrian, uh, there's a, what is the code? KT20. Save yourself 20% off anything Ride Engineering. Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas. You want to get yourself a Chevy. Uh, I end up purchasing something other than a Chevy, which we will not talk about on the show. Ooh, uh, but if you want a Chevy, go to Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas. They give you the great deals. Pro Taper, 60 helmets. Oregon Old Timers Association. Uh, all of us in here did an old timers race, which was really fun. So, uh, Go look at that, OregonOldTimers.com, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop, just like Seven Deuce Deuce, get yourself a Dunlop. I'm not going to sing it because I can't do it, but uh, go get yourself a Dunlop. Plum Creek Funding, Refi House. Aiden, do you know what refi means? Nope. Okay. Zach over there can get your house refied. You want a loan for a house that you're trying to purchase, um, go visit Zach. He's a moto guy, good dude in Colorado. And last but not least, Jeff over at Blood Lubricants. Pro Series 1040 is what we use in our test bikes. Good oil, good people. They have aerosols, cleaners, uh, chain lube, scorpion oil. Don't know why they call it scorpion oil, but it's uh, it's my alumni, the Sparius Scorpions, so I must like it. So, all right, five minutes in. We're done with the reads. Aiden's here. My son, Aiden. What's up? Which could backfire. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Aiden's sitting in on the show because we're going to talk about the uh, the KTM 350 SXF. Um, he is obviously riding the KTM 250 SXF, but we're going to put him on 350 here soon to see um, how his 130-pound ass can handle a little bit more juice, 100 more cc's underneath you. And uh, the man to my right here, Matt Suravog, would we call him Vaj? If you guys see him at the track, you see this... Uh, Stiff. Angry, stiff man on a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, tread lightly. Do not approach the man as he goes to the truck. Give him 10 minutes. Not even, mm, sometimes. Eh, 10 minutes is yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Give him 10 minutes and then go talk to him. And he's he's a polite guy. But with if it's before 10 minutes, I can't guarantee you what's going to happen. Unless you offer I him a cheeseburger. I might rip your head off. Chances are high that he had a bad moto and he's not <laughs> stoked. So, Matt Suravox here. So, uh, before we get into this KTM talk... Yeah. Let's get it started. This, I want to give you guys, a, and I'm going to warn you, we're going to talk about something else for 10 minutes. So if you want to fast forward this to the KTM talk, that's fine. But I wanted to front load the show about cheeseburgers. Priorities. Who doesn't like cheeseburgers? I, I don't know. Who I, doesn't? I don't know. Someone. I guess vegans don't, but I, yeah. I, I love meat. Well, they got fake burgers now, so yeah, they're pretending. It? Yeah. So uh, we were driving home one, uh, what, yesterday or the day before? Yesterday. And uh, we were talking about. 
wouldn't it be cool to do just do some different shit on Kiefer Inc. testing, like just test random stuff? And this Jack in the Box commercial came up, and it was like this queso cheese quad burger, and it just looked delicious. Looked great. And I'm like, God, I love queso. I love bacon. I, just everything that I love is encompassed in this between these two pieces of bread. And I'm like, Vaj, because I know you're down. Oh, of course. I go, <laughs> you've got to try this and give me a review. So I feel like once a month, we, you said this, once a month we should do a review on some random shit over on keyforinktesting.com. So we may do this, but just to bump start this, we're going to talk <laughs> about this cheeseburger that Jack in the Box has yes. that you tried. I tried it. Okay, so to spawn off on this, this made me think of doing like a cheeseburger shootout. So the 4th of July weekend is here upon us. And, uh, it's all about barbecue and everything. So. America. And there's what's more American than cheeseburgers? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> right. Cheeseburgers and fireworks. Guns, fireworks. Bop, blowing bop, shit up. Bop, bop. No, you got to calm down with that. We're not doing bop, bop, bops right now. So <laughs> uh, I was thinking about doing a shootout. So we're going to have Vaj and his team go get a bunch of burgers from different places. I'm going to go hit a different area. Uh, we're going to try to get as many burgers as possible. We're going to be a blindfolded. And we're going to have Heather mark down what brand of burger each one is. We'll taste it. We'll mark it down. And then at the end, we're going to try to guess by tasting which burger belongs to what company. Yep. And you think you got me. I might. There's not many things I got you in life on. There's a lot of things you got me in life Food, on. Food? I feel I like mean, I got the edge. Mechanics, electrical, um, cars. What else, Aiden? Mm, getting mad. Mad. Anger levels Stiff. higher than mine. Stiffness. Blood pressure. Blood pressure is yeah. higher than mine. Yes. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of things you're better. I'm winning at life, obviously. Yes. Yeah, you're winning. So uh, give us a rundown for people that are driving or in the shop listening to this. What was this, Jack? What is the actual name of it called? What was it? I asked if they had a quad burger. Quad. And they said, yes, we do. Okay. Because so, it wasn't up on their board. Okay. So, so I thought they were trying to, yeah, I thought it was a special menu. They have it. I just called it the quad burger. Okay. And the, that's but what it's they like delivered. A, it, but the, the, the reason why we wanted this is because it had queso on it. Oh, triple bacon cheesy jack. But you got the, no, qu- I don't the quad bacon cheesy jack. That's what you got. Okay. Then it was a quad. Yep. Yep. That's what you got right there. That looks delicious. It does. It Dude. looks really good. So did it look like that? Because you know how they, they fuck with you, and they give this painted this picture. I mean, this thing right now, if you guys go on jackinthebox.com, <laughs> you guys got this Promo. nice, uh, what kind of bun is that? Like a, um, I think it's not a sesame It's like seed. a butter, a, it's like a butter baked bun. A butter biscuit. <laughs> uh, with meat, four pieces of meat with white American cheese. Queso sauce and bacon. This has actual strips of bacon. You said it didn't. Mine didn't have strips of bacon. It had like bacon bits mixed into the queso. So no strips. On mine, no. Maybe they were lazy. It was in the evening time. Go home. That might be better, honestly. So you have the box. You open the box. Open the box. Give us a rundown. Give us a taste test. First of all, burgers aren't what they used to. They used to be bigger, had more girth. How long ago? A couple years ago. Which burger place had bigger burgers? Almost everybody. Really? Yeah, they were bigger around, and now they're, they've shrunk up to the Man. size of a hockey puck. So this thing isn't that big? It's tall. 
It's got length, not girth. You got four pieces of meat. It's got length, not girth. Okay. Women usually don't like that. (laughs) Pokes their liver. (laughs) Aiden, go in the other room. Right. Right. Uh, Okay. So you take it out. First of all, first impressions, I'm bummed because not bigger. You're already thinking, I want monstrosity here. I'm thinking, I was just at Glen Helen after work at 430. (laughs) This burger's not going to do it for me. Right. So I look at it, I'm like, a little disappointed. So you look at it in presentation, I'd say five out of ten. Okay. You know, you can tell it's the same so burger. Ju- so Steve, it's a, basically a Steve burger. It's so a far. Steve burger. Steve yeah. Burger. Five. You know, five. you look at the photo, you're hyped up, you see the burger in real life, and you're kind of like, eh. Okay. So you take that first bite though. And how did it kick in? Oh, it, as soon as it hits your tongue, <laughs> it's just it's like not full heaven. But it's but you're on your way. Okay. Like you're halfway up the steps. What do you taste first when you bite in? Like you know how you taste something like you it hits something hits yeah. first. What is it? The bacon, the cheese, the cheese, what? the cheese. I taste cheese. Okay, the meat is not even there yet. Not there yet. It it follows shortly behind. <laughs> you get that taste of just beef on your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I taste me some beef for patties. So okay. The re- and I like Jack in the Box burgers. I love an ultimate cheeseburger. That's ultimate my favorite. cheeseburger is so good. It's so good. Oh yeah, I gosh. turned you on to that, Aiden. So good. You didn't believe me. You had one. Yep. You're like, wow, that's good. Yep. Because for me, I don't like all the fixins that Steve likes. Exactly. I don't need tomato. I don't need onion. I don't. I mean, onion's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Grilled onion's great. But if it's not there, I'm not hating on it. I don't need. I hate tomatoes. Just meat, cheese, and if it has some kind of mayonnaise or some kind of sauce. Yeah. But butter me up. We're men. We're easy to please. Meat, cheese. That's all you need. Right. Lots of pickles too. So you completed this burger and it was it was it a lot to ingest or no? Uh it was. Okay. It so even though was. it wasn't big, you were full. I was. Did you I have fries full. with this? I had fries and I actually didn't eat them. Okay. What'd you so, have to drink? Do you have a bev? Oh, Dr. Pepper, easy ice. Come okay. on. Right, you're right, you're so Vodge right. is the type of guy that will have a cold cheeseburger in his igloo at the track. I went and raided <laughs> his igloo one time trying to get water, and then I see a, a, a butter jack in there or some shit. Bacon Western. A bacon Western <laughs> cheese. They were just, on sale, two for six. Just cold in there. I'm like, you're going to eat this? You're like, yeah, I'm gonna just in case I needed something, a bump on the way home or <laughs> yeah, something. Just second Work damn. all day, go to the track. You're like, traffic. I'm like, I might not make it home. And there's not many places to eat between our house and the and track, go, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the 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 ruling: Would you now that you thought it was a five at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Where do you rate it now, now that you completed it? Seven. So you went up. Yeah, seven. But you said to me, it's not as good as an ultimate chi. Ultimate chi is better. Yeah. What's an ultimate chi number? Like, what's the rating? Like, like an eight or a nine? Yeah, I'd be an eight or nine for sure. Okay. Especially when they do it right. You get oh. you, sometimes you get those lazy kids, mm-hmm. fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's no, there's no anything into it. You know, there's no love in that burger. <laughs> right. You can always tell there's but, not enough. But then sometimes it get, you in. get lucky. Oh yeah, you, you get do. that seasoned veteran behind the grill, <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> this is why you never screw with people at the at the drive up. Oh, exactly. You're nice, even if you're, if you're if it's late, if they take forever, do not jack with them. Why would you? Exactly. Aiden, I hear Aiden sometimes in the back. I go, you got to shut up, dude, yeah. because that's your life getting yeah. ready to get risked right now. <laughs> that might not be mayonnaise you be on in the your burger. Later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. So, all right. So the triple, oh, what is it? What is it called? Uh, the triple bacon. 
the triple bacon cheesy Jack six ninety nine combo at Jack in the Box. Um, hopefully they're listening. They could sponsor the show sometime. Right. Hold on, what are the, but what are you your, you would rec? Oh, go ahead, Aiden. What are your top three burger places? Yeah, ahead. we did talk. Um, that's another show we could have. Yeah, yeah. So I would probably say In and Out. Okay. Okay. Five. So guys. people out of SoCal listening to this, they couldn't know what that is. No, they're not. Sucks to be them. Five Guys is I feel like is better. It it depends on on the mood because you can't beat just a double burger from In and Out. Especially for the price. Yeah. But then Five Guys, though more expensive, you can add different stuff like A1 sauce and a bunch of different bacon. stuff. Bacon. And bacon, yeah. Dude, Five Guys, yeah, you can put bacon on it. But so then good. I put Farmer Boys up there too. Okay. Dude, Their big have... cheese is good. You know who has good burgers that is sneaky that no one knows about? The place by LACR. That is good. <sighs> Charlie Brown. Del Taco. Oh, like the Barstow one? Their Double Del is good. Right. Yes. Del Taco has sneaky good burgers. Yes, the Double Dells is money. Yes. So, all right. So he Vaj right here does recommend the triple bacon cheesy jack or quad. They have a quad, even though it's not on a menu. Just let yeah. you guys know there's yep. off the menu items that is available. I think yep. I'm gonna try this tonight. Next time I might ask for five patties and see if they do it. <sighs> well, didn't one time I bet you? What did I bet you? Gary's wedding. Gary's wedding. <laughs> I bet you four. Four double doubles. Yeah, I couldn't eat four double doubles. <laughs> By the end of the night, and I ate all four Jesus. and ate some fries and bags of chips in between. Oh, my God. I was pre-gaming it. Did you didn't shit for two weeks or what? Put it this way. I didn't feel good on the way home. Oh, bad. <laughs> I mean, I put, on, I put on strong face while we were there. As soon as I got in that truck to go home, I was that, not oh, feeling good. Just kicking in. Oh, my God. The wife came up with a good idea, though. What? I should have not said anything and yeah. got him protein style with no bun. No, because I wouldn't allow that. It had to have been buns. That's a cheeseburger. You are not. I was trying uh, to take the pro line. You're not a protein guy like that. It's, we're going standard OG. This is what hey, we got. No, right? I, I won. I won. So that's all that matters. Yeah. You won at life, right there. <laughs> what did right. he win exactly? I don't know. I Your for- respect. No, he got something. Like <laughs> I bet you something. I don't remember. Uh, all right. Well, that's been cheeseburger talk. We wanted to front load this show with some <laughs> something different. So I don't know if that's a success out. or not, but. Uh, Anyway, this show is about the 2022 KTM 350 SXF. Like I said, Vaj bought one ever at Power Motorsports. And if you guys have gotten this far in the show, thank you for sticking tough here. Um, the, a lot of the 2022 motorcycles are not changed. So instead of doing this whole show again about you know suspension and what it does, and we will cover some of that. You guys can go back to 2021 shows and, and listen in. But um, I wanted to bring you in here because it's real life right like you were on 450s yep and you chose to purchase a 350 because you rode uh you've ridden my test bike the 350 um i've noticed that you ride it a little bit better because you can throw it around more so we're going to break down the reasons why you purchased one with your own money um i will rip you guys uh if you guys want to go to keyforinktesting.com, there is some suspension settings over there for East Coast Dirt and West Coast Dirt. My guy Kenny Day went back east and uh, experimented with settings, so we have some of that over there on my site, so you guys can see that. But the overall rundown for me, uh, the KTM hasn't changed. I just talked to Andy over there um, at KTM North America. Nothing exactly, nothing internal has changed. We have an orange frame. We have a blue seat cover. Everything else is the same. Everything. Same, so, same. 
And I was asking him, I, I originally I thought, man, some of these parts could interchange, which they do. You can uh, interchange wheels, plastic, bars, grips, uh, foot pegs. Radiators. Radiators. Um, Swing arm. The frames are the same as well. So 250, 350, 450 share the same frame. Um, I think that is going to maybe st- – I think that's going to stick around with the new factory edition, even though I can't really say much about that. That will be out in December. Um, but it's cool that KTM has some sort of uh, uniform look and interchangeable parts um, to make it easier to keep in stock because sometimes that's a problem, especially in, in this day and age where – Getting parts now is kind of a pain in the ass. So they have to have more of them because three motorcycles share the same parts. So that is a plus for us out there that want to buy parts. Um, Okay. So a couple things for me. I'm just going to rip off some things I do not like about 350 because you're pro 350. Yes. Uh, I feel like if I wasn't uh, as competitive natured – I would want to have a 350 because you can still lug it a little bit, but you can also rev it out like a 250. It's 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 more so like a 250. It likes to be revved out more, but it does lug fairly well. Um, another dislike, just like with all the KTM lineup, I hate the bars. Can't stand the fucking bars. They're rigid. They vibrate. Not a huge fan of lock-on grips. Uh, a little bit more rigidity. I know the ease and accessibility to, to switch grips is easy. Um, comes stock just so you guys when you buy your KTM it comes stock with the gray throttle cam one way to get a little bit more snap is put the black throttle cam did you do that I did not um, you I forgot about it no I just didn't change anything okay anything I kept yeah, it you the did. way I got it and I, we're going to talk about that too okay. you changed some things <laughs> like the graphics? look things looks uh-huh. the look things uh huh yeah. little Martinez in yeah no, we need David on the show now right <sighs> call me David it looks good David um so, I I don't like. I'm not sold on the AER fork. It is better. Uh, we've talked about this on several shows, and I know I I keep just driving it home. I did keep you, Aiden, on on air forks. Yep, I still and have. you and you still are. And Mark over at AEO REP is going to give you some other settings. But so far, you fine. don't mind air forks. No, I'm fine with it. You don't know any better, though, right? No. I mean, you had spring forks with your Kawasaki. Yep. Mm, not that much of a difference. So you I don't noticed. feel any difference? No. It feels the same. So if some of you guys are listening, you're going to stick your kid on a 350 or a 250, whatever, or you're buying one, um, and you don't know that much about a spring fork, hang tough on this air fork because it'll take you while, mm, six hours to break in. You said this the other day. like It was a little bit harsh feeling. It takes longer to break in a steel frame, a AER fork, and the and a WP shock. It just takes some time. It'll take about six hours. So if you guys get a new bike and you feel harsh, don't freak out. Don't email me. Say, I need some settings. There's some baseline settings up there you guys can view. Just let it break in. And another important aspect to the AER fork that uh, I ran into some guy at Glen Helen the other day, and he's like, man, my fork is harsh. It's give me a little bit of head shake and First thing I asked him was, did you check your sag? Because that's obviously important. And the second thing I asked him was, did you bleed your forks? And he's like, well, I have an air forks. And I go, I understand that, but you still have to bleed them. There's air, um, not capsules, but air chambers that you bleed on these forks, both sides. So that is important. 
Um, so I'm not sold on the AER fork. I do like the comfort from a spring fork, but I am also older than you, Aiden. Um, I come from a spring fork background. I like the lean angle traction that comes with the spring fork. There's many many shops out there, including Racetech, that has spring conversions. You've tried a couple spring conversions. Yep, sure have. Did you like them better? So when we did the KYB conversion, yep, I'd say I was I was okay with the air fork compared to it. To me, there wasn't which a lot, was a an lot of Enzo difference. Enzo, KYB? I believe so. Okay. But the one that I actually liked the most was that that coppersmith. Cop- yeah, that coppersmith, which was like a hybrid of both. Okay. Put a lighter spring in one side, and you run single sided one. Yep, and yep. you half the air pressure in the air side, and that was actually the fork I preferred when I tried them both. It had hold up, it had more comfort, mm-hmm. and it was really easy to, you know, if I ate a couple quad burgers and gained a little weight, I could just add a little air to keep that front end up a little higher. So what is the reasons why you chose a 350 over a 450, or even a 250 for that matter? Uh, The main reason was when I feel like I'm on, I'm okay on a 450. On as in like I'm riding good? I'm, I'm feeling good. Okay. But more than not, I'm not. Okay. And I'm tired. I'm making mistakes. And it's really, really hard to ride a 450 um, when you're tired. You know, you, oh yeah. you're literally, you're just hanging on. Right. Where the 350, I'm able to, even when I'm tired, I can still charge. The bike's light. The power's smooth. So, I mean, I've always had that saying, yeah, I'm riding a 450, but I'm probably using 250 of those CCs. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, even for me, like, I'm not riding that bike to its potential. There's, yeah. I don't really think anyone is because even the factory guys manipulate their power to be smoother. So um, to start out with a little bit less horsepower isn't always a bad thing. I think some of this is placebo effect, and it could be with me as well. Like I want more just because everyone, because the guy next to me has more. Yeah. So immediately when I'm on the line thinking, oh, shit, homeboy over there has 100 cc's more than I do, I'm at a deficit. But chances are that you're not. You might yeah. be actually better than that guy because there's less to work with. Yeah, and I've noticed when I'm tired, let's say I can charge hard on my bad day, two laps on a 450. Mm-hmm. On a 350, I can go four, maybe five laps, and then I'm not quite as fatigued at the end of that moto to where if you were to you know time the whole moto, you know I'm I'm quicker on a 350. Uh, for people out there, maybe listening to this that are thinking they may want a 350. What is the first thing when you get on one that you notice compared to a 450 that's for the better? How light it is. Okay. I mean, Which is, okay. Even though on paper it's only a little bit lighter. It's one pound. But just the gyro, the crank, and the motor, it just, when you're actually riding the bike, it feels maybe five, six, seven pounds lighter. So a 450, 350, if you look at the curb weight, um, you look at the specs, I've weighed them on the scales before. It is it varies between one to two pounds lighter than a 450, which isn't shit. You can lose a pound on a muffler, right? Uh, The way this thing runs, again, after break-in, because it's a little tight breaking in, um, it's so free-feeling. The engine is free. It's not... If you ride a 450, it's it's a chugging power. It builds. It's it's long. It doesn't have this free... Um, exciting feel like the 350 has. So for me, with that, like you said, just the 
the way the crank moves in this bike makes it feel a little bit more poppy, more exciting. I can hop over things a little bit more. Um, and for me, when I'm on upper ranges of the top end, the 350 is just as fast as a 450. Like, I do not feel like it's any slower. I do feel it at times when the track is deep, tilled up, low feeling power, but not much. Yeah, so that's one thing I noticed is, especially Glen Helen going up Mount St. Helens mm-hmm. on the 350, there's no 450s that pull me up that. The only time one would pull me if I really botched the corner and I'm literally starting from a standstill at the bottom, then, of course, that 450 torque is going to pull me up the hill. But if we roll through the corner at the same speed and get on it, you know, I haven't had any 450s pull me up any of the hills. So right. the power's there. Yeah, and you're but 200 pounds? 200 pounds of just man meat. <laughs> of uh, Jack of the Box. <laughs> yeah, Jack of the Box. Of the box. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you guys are th- wondering about 350s, and you guys always ask me on my email, what do you feel about Like, to me, the only negative on the 350 side is just what KTM comes with. It's the fork. It's not horrible, but it just doesn't have that comfort. The KTM overall has a little bit of a different feel. I know some of us kind of went away from that, and I say some of us, I mean the media We've kind of said, hey, it doesn't feel as foreign foreign, like it used to. I remember back in the early 2000s, maybe even 2010, 11, you got a KTM, you're like, holy shit, it feels so different. And then it got closer, but that feeling ergonomically isn't so different now. It's how the power's delivered is what feels different, and then the chassis feeling. It's... um. I want to say it's a little bit rigid at times, and I think some of that has to do with that frame and I don't feel the rigidity on straight line things. It's always when I'm in a lean on throttle is when I get a little bit of rigidity and deflection. Um, however, that frame is blended and made um, dripping chromoly. You know, that's, that's what you're doing. I'm dripping. 4130. All the way. Uh <laughs> I just feel on lean, especially I, I get this a lot on high-speed tracks where you're trying to arc your corners and you got square edge and your bumps. If you're at a soft track, you listen to this, and you're, you, know, you ride a lot of soft tracks, you may not feel this, but uh, I just feel with these KTMs, I get a little bit of harshness on lean on throttle. This will improve over time. As the frame breaks in, and this is another different aspect to KTMs, as the frames ba- break in, this will be better. I would say around 30 to 40 hours, I get less of that. The downside to having a KTM frame is it stretches. Uh, The steel frames stretch uh, a lot quicker than an aluminum frame. I can get on my 100-hour Yamaha, and it feels fine. feels great. I can get on a 100-hour KTM, and it feels clapped out. Like, it's wallowy. It's feels all over the place like I have a little bit less traction because I'm wallowing and I have my my suspension rebuilt and still kind of feels that way there's more vibration there's just different feelings as it gets older uh not to say that it's not reliable because I mean I know we see all these stupid photos and videos of frames cracking on the internet but I have yet to crack a frame on that bike I had a Yamaha crack on me 2017 16 um where the head tube is, those things were cracking. So that's just something you guys are thinking about purchasing. If you're going to 
have one a long time, and, and I don't know how many hours you guys are going to ride, but the 100-hour mark is like a, a benchmark for a lot of manufacturers. 100 hours with no problems, that's a reliable bike. I know some of you guys, well, I'm riding 200, I'll ride my bike 200 hours before I sell it. Okay, I'm not saying that's going to fall apart after that time because I've had bikes over that, and I know some media outlets can't say that, but we really try hard to ride our bikes here, and, and I shouldn't say that. MXA does ride their bikes a lot. They just one thing they do good is they actually ride. Um, the other man, <laughs> other media outlets, I do not know what the fuck they do. They might ride a little bit, but they're not core riders. They got other shit going on or whatever. But man, the KTM is a reliable bike. That's one thing that is uh, hasn't been said enough. Some people say, "Hey, KTM's are not re- reliable." It has come a long way. So that is another plus to this 350. Like. Um, People want to say, oh, you have to rev it higher, so that means the maintenance schedules are more, or I have to change my top end. I mean, we've had a 350 how long? We had Kenny, wow. fast guy, you, yeah. me. We had that Husky one that I put like 90, 100 hours on right. a couple and, years ago. And, and did nothing. Yeah, nothing to it. Nothing. Nothing but your typical chain sprockets, crap like that. This is Vaj. You guys stick around for these discount codes and do not, I repeat, do not fast forward to these commercials. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper 8 and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. (laughs) ScreenPrintingDone.com You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com if you have any questions about the oil. I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell. You got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT20. 
25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is. They even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit them up, powermotorsports.com. Thank you for supporting these sponsors, and we're back to some more KTM talk. I will say that if you guys are coming from a 450, and I, I expressed this to you yesterday while you were riding, you're going to have to learn to rev it. It likes to be revved more than lugged. You have to um, ride it a little bit more 250-esque, and it'll, re- it'll reward you. That's what it likes. That thing will rev for fucking days. It likes to be revved. Um, but where this thing is cool is you can shift early, unlike a 250, and it won't fall on its face. You're, I can tell you're in third gear a lot yesterday, riding. Yes. You're getting tired. I'm just going to stay in third. Yeah. Well, that and brand new bike with zero hours on it. So you're stressing out? Yeah. I didn't want to just straight up off the truck and just pin so, it to rev so limiter. Hear this, Aiden. He's saying that he's going to... He's good now. The bike's I'm good. good now. So he's going to pin it. He's going to rev it. We're going to be able to hear oh, him yeah. around the track. You're going to hear Barsha out there. Yeah, you know how you get to the track and you always <laughs> hear that one guy on the track. He's out there breaking. 
That's what I want to hear. Oh, that's what you're going to hear. The clutch may be pulled in, but you're going to hear it. <laughs> Speaking of clutch. Yes. Great. Oh, the clutch is good. Insanely. I mean, you changed my clutches in my bikes. You've seen what those look like. Yes. Yamaha lasts 10 hours. Smoked. Yep. Uh, I've You changed some in my KTMs that had 25 hours on it, and it still looked good. Still looked better than your ones that come out of the other bikes. Uh, you know this more than me. Three three fifty clutch has the clutch rubbers or no? Because two fifty does not. Correct. I believe it has the rubbers. Okay. I believe so. Yes. So the rubbers are sometimes they'll crack. Yep. Um, but that doesn't mean your clutch will slip because I've had a clutch that didn't slip and the rubbers are cracked, but they don't go anywhere. They just stay in that that slot, right? Yeah. There's nowhere for unless for some reason one was disintegrate, which I don't know how it would happen. Right. Yeah. It's they almost have like a wishbone look to them, mm-hmm. and they crack right in the middle. But you would, I mean, I've had them cracked in yours, mine, I've never noticed. And you take them out, and yeah, the way they're held in there, there's nowhere for them to go. Okay. And another thing that a lot of these guys don't talk about in the media is to set your clutch. From the factory, um, you took your clutch cover off, and you looked at your plates and your baskets right there. There is markings, Roman numeral markings, one, two, three. From the factory, it's set at two, which is in the middle. Um if you want a little bit more hit, a little bit grabbier clutch, you can change that. Or if you want a smoother, longer, linear pull, maybe you want a smoother, you know, uh, delivery, you can change that as well. So look in your owner's manual. Have you looked at yours to see where you're set at? No. And that was funny because I never knew that Okay. until a couple months ago when you told me yeah. on Aiden's bike to right. check it. But I didn't check it on mine yet. Aiden's bike was on a two? It was on a two. Yeah. Yes. So that is something you guys can look at as well. Again, your owner's manual is a friendly thing. It's really good. KTM's owner, ma- uh, their their manual is really good. It's hard to read their torque specs, though, and find them. This, uh, some of the stuff they name uh-huh. where maybe on a Honda they call a certain, like a pivot bolt, it's kind of named differently. What is it called? Do you know? Off the hand, no, because mm-hmm. I'll look for a torque spec for something in there, mm-hmm. and I can't find it because what they name it, is a little bit different than what you're looking for. Okay. So, but it is cool because they do have a couple pages where you go down and all the torque specs are there or if it should be greased or oiled or not or need Loctite. Uh, one of the few bikes that is really reactive to torque specs. There are some torque settings up on my site, especially with the engine hangers. A couple to a couple things to watch out for. Uh, linkage bolts, the... The right side lower linkage bolt comes loose. Aiden's has been missing sometimes, and they're they're tight. But good to tighten those, lock tight those. Axle nuts will come loose. Spokes will be loose. Aiden's loose was a shit ton loose the other day, right? Mm-hmm. I had to tighten mine after the first couple motos yesterday. Aiden's riding the test bike. He broke it in, and the rear wheel is loose. Yeah. And we check them every time before we leave. Uh, engine hanger bolts, back back out. You lose them. Um, Loctite those. There's a different torque setting. So these engine hanger bolts on the 350 and 450 are very torque sensitive. So either A, torque them to spec, or I even do, um, if you want a little bit less rigidity and you're, you're feeling what I'm feeling like early in the bike um, stage in its lifespan, you can lighten that torque setting, and that is up on my website as well. You can read that. Um, sprocket bolts, again, 
check those because those will come off. And once those once those are loose, it'll bore out your hub, and then it's it's game over. So um, the <laughs> the spokes and the, and the rims aren't the strongest on a KTM on a stock KTM. We went to Arizona Open and we destroyed wheels left and right. Yep, I oh. destroyed mine. Yep. You destroyed yours. Jackson, his our buddy, he destroyed his. So if you're flat landing, under jumping, or whatever, um, keep those spokes tight, and then also always check your sprocket bolts. And if you do want to go to an aftermarket rim or a hub, uh, my suggestion always is to go to W. They have the best wheels and hubs and tires. I'm sorry, and uh, rims available. Those guys do it really good over there. And I'm not a big A60 guy because those are pretty rigid. So if you guys are looking for an alternative, DID, DID makes an STX rim or LTX. Those are really good. And the hub, I don't know. People people are into carbon. <clears throat> I'm not. No. Stiff. I thought it looked cool, and I tried one on a Honda, and I about shit myself. So <laughs> stiff it was. I was like, holy crap. So Han has a good hub as well as Talon. Those are great hubs, so look into that. But you will probably, if you're a moto guy, and you like to ride your bike hard, you will see your rim and your your, your spokes kind of get tacoed. Um, all right, so Vaj, you're 200 pounds, stock suspension. Yep. Talk to us. Talk talk to us through your uh, suspension experience with this thing so far. Well, first time you go out, first time I went out, I didn't even check my sag. You guys were already out there. You're an average guy then. Average guy, yeah. Well, I couldn't check it by myself, and I was you're 120. Late. When we checked oh. it, you're 120. Oh yeah, that yeah. was. GP status, I like it. <laughs> Low, dude, sand track. <laughs> exactly. So uh, when you first, like you say, the suspension feels stiff yep. no matter what your settings at when you first go out. Uh, I noticed the second and third moto, it started kind of breaking in, gaining a little bit of that plushness. Um, uh, one thing I noticed is, uh, especially on the stock suspension, ass end always feels low. Yep. No matter, that's something I even fought on the 450, mm-hmm. was uh, going in on the high speed just to get it to sit up a little bit without having to, you know, lower, you know, raise my sag a little bit. Right. So uh, that's one thing I always fought with, and I think we're going to try maybe uh, lengthening the shaft on the rear shock. Yeah, so Mark at a uh, REP, and I've, I tried some of his stuff, uh... He has a one millimeter longer shock shaft, which for me helps balance of this bike. So I'm similar to you. Like people go to linkages and do these things, but it just makes it exacerbates the feeling. It makes it lower. It does help acceleration traction, but it'll make you feel ass in low and it kind of upsets the balance of the bike. So Mark has a different shaft. It brings it up a little bit and then you can incorporate that with a linkage and that really calms the bike down when you're going fast tracks, and then it balances it out. I, For me, on the 350, I get a lot of pitching, so it's a lot of fore and aft movement. Um, and then I try to stiffen that fork up, and it feels like shit because it starts getting harsh. So that's the – even though there's, a, there's some adjustment within the air fork, the window or the track toughness of that air fork isn't great. Because you move it a little bit up or down, and it really affects the motorcycle. So having that shaft, balancing it out really does help. Obviously, it costs money. This is why we're not really going over that right now. But if you guys do feel that there is a fix out there, they do have that. And uh, that is something I've tried, and it works really well. So So I've always, the WP rear shock, I've always really liked. Mm -hmm. It's always 
held up, never really blown through, especially once I get my clickers where I want them. Mm-hmm. But it's always got a plush feeling. It's always moving, you know? So I've always liked that. It's the air fork that I've always somewhat had an issue with with it. I either let some air out and I'm blowing through, but I gain that comfort, or you add air going on a compression, and now you have, you know, for those flat landings and, and those big G-outs, right. it holds up, but then over the chatter, acceleration, braking bumps, you're kind of getting more of that, you know, going through the handlebars to you now. Right. Um, one thing I want to try is, I mean, I don't mind the air fork. The thing I like about the spring fork is more like the weight. That extra couple pounds on that front tire mm-hmm. gives you more of a you know front end traction feel, mm-hmm. and you really feel like the front of the, the front tire is like digging into the dirt. Right, that's the one thing I do like, and I thought about just being stupid, but taping some like lead to the to the bottom fork lugs <laughs> just to see what just it would do. Tape a cheeseburger there, dude. <laughs> no, I probably should <laughs> just see what it would do because. More than the action of the fork, it's the weight of the springs that I kind of like that feeling on the front of the bike. Get some uh, a crossbar, handlebar. Get an enduro jug. <laughs> yes. Fill it up, old school, and then that'll give you another couple pounds. The ones that remember the, the number plate ones? Yes, I had. I raced off ruts what I had. My dad sent me out on an 85 or 80 back then. It was a 1.2 gallon of Cherby's front number plate tank. And then he would tell me, all right, when you run out of your tank, you got to flip this petcock on over here. And then it runs that. He had this hose coming through and shit. Perfect. Like, oh, my God. But, yeah, dude, <laughs> he made me use that tank first because it was so much weight, you know? Yeah. And my dad didn't put springs or anything. He's of like, course. it's stock suspension. It's just going to be a little low, so run this tank up through first, and you'll be better later on. So the first 25 miles, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> low as shit. Um, yeah, my dad did. My dad did. We were so ghetto back in the day. It was awesome. We yeah, had to do what you had to do. This is why I am the way I am, Aiden. This is why I created this whole thing. This is why I try to help people because this is the shit that I had to do when I grew up, when I was racing little. <laughs> You're spoiled. <sighs> Remember what Rhino said today? Yeah. 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 That's you. That wasn't me. I was grinding with the Cherubis 1.2 gallon tanks out in the desert. God. I wish you can send him a week with Rhino. I know. Just talk to Rhino. Hey, take he my won't. kid for a week. He, he does won't. have a job Tuesday, though. That's that's good. So yeah, you're going to see him sleep more than ever when he gets home. He's, he's going to be gone. He's going to be so <laughs> bummed when I go to Glen Helen on Tuesday and he has to go to work. That's going to be great. Yeah. Remember the days when he used to go to real school? I do. Yeah. That's not there anymore for him. I want it to be. It should be. All right. Because then there's more riding on the weekends. You right. guys do your riding during the week. Right. That's kind of... Anyway... The air fork, I will say this. You, you're talking about some weight and change it to spring fork. I've been riding with other brands of air fork on different bikes, and it's really good. So there is a lot of positives to air fork. I was really negative on the air fork for a while when everyone was trying to do it because I just don't think there was enough information for us dirt bike side of things, more on the mountain bike side of things, but we just didn't have comfort, and it changed too much. Uh, the hybrid fork, the air fork that I was riding with before on a different brand bike, it has a lot of comfort, has a lot of lean angle traction. So I just think if WP keeps evolving this thing, right, and they stick with it, which they're known to do, how long do we didn't have linkage on a KTM? Long time. I raced a shit ton of KTMs with no link, itch, and it was a nightmare. 
You had to adjust shocks. You had to do certain things. You can't move that. Um, so if they keep doing it and they're, and they're pushing it and they're evolving it and they got the R&D in it, I, I believe it will be good, as good as a spring fork. I think uh, the last over the last three years, the fork's gotten way better. So fast forward three more years, maybe it, I won't be talking so much shit on it, right? So maybe people will be wanting to purchase that. When people ask me, have you tried the, um, uh, what was it? Not the cone valve one, but there's a, there's, it's a hybrid. It's an air and spring. And I'm like, uh, no, it's too much. Too much shit going on. feels weird. Like, that's not ready to be sold to the public yet, I feel like. Yeah. So, um, but there is a lot of positives to air. I just think uh, in the production form of things that, uh, they're trying to make it as a, as less expensive for people as possible, so you're not going to get the greatest stuff. Aftermarket companies like Racetech, uh, Market, REP, they have different kind of parts that are more expensive that makes better traction, more plushness. So there is stuff available for, for you guys out there to buy in this bike. That's the thing, though. How many people like you, you got ten yeah. grand in this thing. You want to go purchase more, more things for yeah. it. And that's the one thing I like do like about the air fork and my husky when i sold it still had an air fork mm-hmm. is that no matter what weight you are all you have to do is purchase a rear spring for your weight and then the front you don't have to worry you add air you let air out mm-hmm. which makes it good because i've known plenty of people who've gone through had their suspension done set up for their weight and it's too stiff mm-hmm. so they end up going back paying more money going down a couple spring rates in the front and then, oh, that's where I should have been in the first place. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of nice that you don't need to send your suspension in right away and have it done. You can just play with the air. I think there's enough adjustability available for a guy that just wants to buy a KTM 350 and go have fun. And then there's the guy who buys the KTM 350 that has some money that's going to go buy shit for it anyway to make it even better. Uh, KTM is one of the, i say one of... Dude, seriously, maybe one of two bikes that you dump money into it and it, it becomes a lot better. Um, 450, I'm going to do a garage build on a 22 KTM 450, things that I like for it and some money into it and it makes it my favorite bike. I try to dump money in a Yamaha, it doesn't make it my favorite, but it doesn't really drastically change it for me. It makes it a little bit better, but nothing crazy. Um, Honda is another one where you dump a lot of money into it and it can really be good, but there's the money portion of it. So um, so anyway, KTM 350 engine. Again, if you guys are going to come off of a 450, you're going to have to rev it, shift. Uh, you are a little lazy. It does oblige you for that. Things that will help you if you are a lugger. ECU. I talk about it all the time, but it does really help. Uh, FMF muffler is one of the better mufflers that I've tried for a KTM 350. It helps mid-range to top end. It doesn't lose any bottom, which is rare in the aftermarket muffler world. And then Jamie has an exhaust flange that I told him he's going to make one for a 350. Is he? Nice. So he makes an exhaust flange for a 450 that helps throttle response. And this $150, $200 part, just that little exhaust flange, um, because if you look at it, and you, you've inspected this, so the, the stock one has a dip, correct? Or is it the other way around? It's it's bigger than it. So it kind of can make a turbulence coming out of, the, out of the head. Right. So your head port is smaller. Yeah, it's smaller than it. Right, okay. So Jamie, so the has, Jamie one's matches that. Two. 
Okay. Remember, two of them that you tried. Yep. But, yeah, one where it matches it, you know, just the outer diameter perfect, so it flows straight, straight through into the head. Correct. Um, in a circle. The other one was kind of shaped a little different, but Yeah, I think I ended up picking one that I liked the most, yes. and that's when he sells. Yes. And that, for me, which you, you made it sound correct, like that the airflow through there is more efficient. Yeah. Because it's, it matches the ports, right? It's like and just it, port matching it And it gives you out. more RPM response. So that is something that you guys can do out there. Um, overall ergonomics, sitting on it, you're 5'9"? Five 5'9"-ish, nine? Five nine yeah. Okay. Uh, the ergos are fine. You like the be- I mean, I know the bar sucks itself, but the bend? The, is ben- okay. the bend's not bad. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the bend of the bar. Um, seat to foot pegs, the whole... Rider triangle is really comfortable. It doesn't feel like you're stretched out there. Um, what's cool is you can flip the mounts around if you want to get the bars out a little farther. Mm-hmm. But the way it comes stock, like I'm comfortable at five nine. Uh, Pro Taper will be out with the race team bend bar in the fall. That's something that we run on my bikes here and the test bikes that are not out. But um, I think we've bitched enough on the show that Pro Taper obliged. Uh, which you guys will be stoked about, stoked about because it's similar to a 996 band, which is a really low flat band, and this KTM likes to have a low bend bar. I tried to run an SX race one; it just feels a little bit too tall for me at times. So, what they're going to call they're going to call race team bend. So look for that in the fall from Pro Taper, and that's a really good bend. Um, another aspect to uh, something that I really like, and these are just mods that I like to do with these bikes: ZRT throttle. I want one. I need to get one. I wasn't on board with Tom at first. I'm thinking it's a throttle tube, whatever, dude. Like, I'm, I'm like, I don't like aluminum throttle tubes. It makes it rigid feeling. But So I, I tried one. And KTM throttle cables, cables, if there is something that is kind of meh or chintzy or goes quick, is the KTM throttle cables get shit after about 20 hours. You'll put new throttle on or tube or whatever, and you'll be like, man, my throttle's not any easier. It's a new tube. What the fuck's going on? The cables are done. So if you did nothing and said, hey, I'm just going to put a ZRT on it with 25-hour-old cables, it's money, dude. It's good. It's and so buttery. You put some on your other bikes, but on the KTM, the, the pull is so smooth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not I, even about the lightness of it. It's just really smooth yeah. feeling. And it, right. they, he has a bearing. Uh, it's a little bit of pain in the ass. You got to cut the bar down a little bit, right? Yeah, you got to cut the bar down. You got to measure. It's like a half inch or so. Cut off the bar and put everything together. And but once it's on, once it's on, it's nice. It's good. And then yeah. you just use a little bit of gun lube on the on yeah. the cables and right. that. And mm-hmm. I, every time I put one on yours or Aiden's bike, I'm like. I want one. I know. It's so good. And then I go to one of my bikes. I'm like, this thing sucks. And the diameter is nice. I like that. Yes. Because I'm really picky with a fat throttle. So he uh, he has a good diameter on that tube where it fits my hand well. I'm a size large glove. So I like that he, uh, he made a good tube that lasts a long time, that is durable, and it stays nice and buttery for as long as the bike. We haven't had one problem on any of these bikes no. with that. And we've even taken them off and put them on other bikes. Yeah. I so. mean, yeah, I had to give my test bike back, and we saved that one. Right? Oh, yeah. I think it was like gold. Yeah. Keep it. So look into that ZRT throttle. They are a little bit pricey, probably about a couple hundred bucks. But, again, um, take it with you. You're going to sell your bike, take that thing with you, put a lock on, 
you know, throttle tube on there, whatever you want to do, but um, it's really durable and makes the bike nice. So KTM 350, if you're a little bit scared of a 450, and you guys are always asking me, what should I ride, 350 or 450? Vaj races 12 times a year, if that. Yep. You going to race next weekend with us? Yeah. That, that, was, that was my final test was Atlanta Grand Prix. Uh-huh. Raced a 450 on Friday. Okay. Had the most horrible time in my life. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm giving up dirt bikes. Uh-huh. And you came back next I, day. I, I came back. I worked till like midnight putting uh-huh. that 350 together so I can race it. And two corners in, I'm like, this is good. And I text you when I was done with the race uh-huh. and told you. Right. And I quote, mm-hmm. if I come home with a 450, kick me in the balls. Right. If I try to buy one. You didn't. I didn't. Right. And, yeah, I was just – I was able to – you can just charge harder, longer. It's light. It's just as fast as a 450, especially for mostly everybody. Right. It's such a good bike. And I finally decided that, hey, I don't need to be that man. I I need a 450. And no one even know anyway. I mean, if you ride it, I can hear it, you know, and I can tell it's not a 450. But, I mean, yeah, you don't need to dick measure in motocross. Dick measuring is when you're on the track. Oh, yeah. And when the other guy's getting tired on his 450 and – well, we're going to see at Vet Nationals, Vaj. Oh, my God. We got my buddy Dave. My buddy Dave and you are in the same class. And this is the Battle Royale. Who else do we have in the class? That, oh, Michael. Oh, Michael Allen. Janky Mike. Maybe Dallas. Man, Dallas too young. Is he? Yeah. But right. this is going to be the test. We're going to see if this 350 is going to be the bike to have because Dave will have his brand new works edition Honda. God, I hope it rips his arms out. And Dallas is going to have his Honda 450, and you're going to be on 350. So, or not Dallas. Uh, Michael will be on a four. No, you know what? Michael will be, be on, on a 250. 250. Yep. So we'll see if 350 is the magic uh, CC number. So you're telling me I need to back it down on the quad burgers. Well, I mean, you got some time. I got time. Yeah, you got, it's only July. <laughs> you can still suck down some quads. All right, cool. <laughs> So if you guys have any questions about 350s, let me know. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. But again, 22 KTM 350 SXF, no changes. It does look beautiful. That orange frame, it was – so that was my thing is I was getting a 350. I wasn't sure on Husky, Gas Gas, or KTM. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I saw that orange frame, it just there was no question. That's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. That orange frame is it's beautiful. Nice. It is nice. It looks good. Yeah. And the fact that – uh it has a blue seat cover, which I kind of like, but the seat foam breaks down quick on those things. So something that I've always done in all those is buy a new seat cover mm-hmm. and actually put it over the stock seat cover. Yeah, it firms it up. We do that it, with Aiden's It firms too. it up, and also when you wash the bike, it doesn't allow that foam to break down so fast. That's weight, bro. Uh, they got your weight. <laughs> in, the, in the burger. <laughs> exactly. Um, so here's, here's one thing I was wondering about 350, though. Let's say, and this is a question. Let's say I get one and do the same the same things I do to it that I do the 450. Do I? And this is for a question for both of you. Do I finish the same if I go race? Me. Go, Aiden. Ask the question one more time, please. <laughs> if I had a KTM 450, did the same thing I would do to the KTM 350. I'm going to go line up at Vet Nationals. Do I finish the same on e- on both bikes, or am I doing better on one or the other? Probably do better on 350. You think I will? Yeah. Why? Just because of how light it is. I find you can move it around more. I think you do the same. You're same. in shape. I mean, maybe not now. Not now I'm not. Not now. No. But 
Typically, you're in good shape, so endurance isn't a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? The bike making you tired, any of that stuff, it, it doesn't really affect you like it does us average folk. So I think you finish the same. Okay. You know? I said better. Now, maybe if, let's say, it's a two-hour race, yeah. maybe the 350, I would give that to you, but in your typical 30-minute moto, yeah. I think you're the same. All right. Well, there you have it. Maybe I'll ride a 350 one day. I have one in the garage. Go for it. We're going to do a Racer X video next week. I'm going to – things that I've been like to do lately, I like to grab random people at the track and have them try things. So I might do that. Remember how stoked that guy was to ride the RMZ? That dude was so stoked. We did this on Racer X. If you guys haven't seen it, we did a Suzuki RMZ 450 test on Racer X, and I just looked around for someone to ride it to give, you know, an average guy opinion, and I saw an RM Army member sitting out there in the pits. I go, hey, man, you want to ride a new one? Yeah, I do. He wrote it, broke it down to me, loved it. He's like, I think I'm going to buy a new one. So I'm going to go around, see anybody that rides a KTM maybe. So Tuesday, if you're at Glen Helen, you see me, you ride a KTM. Come ask. Come in, come in, give me a little uh, Mm, little whisper in the ear. A little whisper. Mm. Maybe we'll let you try it, and I'd love to get you on camera and get you an opinion. So if you see me at the track, come by the van and hit me up. If you see Aiden with his blonde hair, don't worry. Don't be scared. What do they call that cut, by the way? Star, Star Yamaha, Yamaha cut. cut. Yep, that's what you got to ask for. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want some baseline settings? Um, go to keyforinktesting.com. And, of course, next week, go to racerxonline.com for the video side of things. We try to cover a wide range of things here. We type, we talk, and then you can view. See no evil, hear no evil. That's what we do over here. Um, what else? Aiden, anything? Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger talk. We did that. Anything else? Um, You're going to ride 352. We're going to try. Yep. Let your little skinny ass ride it and see if, uh, what you think about it. Yep. That'll be cool. Big so, bore. Yeah. 250 he needs. Big bore. Right? Yes. All I'm right. One. We're going to race next weekend? Yep. Or you are. I'm not. Nope, you are. I should be riding in about three weeks, hopefully. Uh, we'll see. Let's hope so, because you're a dick when you don't ride. Oh, it's bad. Poor Heather. I know. I feel bad. Oh, you feel bad. Well, yeah. So <laughs> if you feel bad, it must be bad. Oh, yeah. Because I, you're an asshole. I came, I came over for dinner, and I'm like. That was a rough night. Oh, that was a rough night. I'm like, ah, I should just go home and. <laughs> that was bad. Eat a Sammy. I haven't been that pissed off in a while. And oh, I'm, and, and here's the thing. I'm not usually, I don't yell. I'm I'm quiet. But if you ask me a question while I'm pissed, I'm going to give you uh, a yelling answer for a long time. So, yeah, I was pissed off because my knee was swollen and I was over it. And I felt like I haven't ridden so long. So, yeah, I've just been a bitch. You Seth Rarick said something there. That was funny. Uh, I'm in this group text. And he's like, has anybody ever seen a bigger pussy than Chris and his meniscus? I've never seen a bigger pussy. Yes. <laughs> Because I think he thinks I just got it, like, taken out. And, you know, then he sees me getting it drained and shit. And he's like, I go, dude, I had it fixed. I didn't have it just taken out. If it was taken out, then I'd been fine. He's like, oh, shit, I thought you were just being a bitch. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, I wasn't being a bitch. Um, all right, guys, you can hit up Heather at KeyforInkTesting.com. We have merch. We have sweaters. We have uh, tank tops. We have uh, shirts. We have no hats. We need some hats. Some good ones, please. I, I, it's hard for me to, to figure out what people want. 
flat bills, non-flat bills, East Coast. Uh, if, like, FX, if FXR figured out their hats, I think you can. All right. Yeah. <laughs> FXRRacing.com, get yourself a hat. Obviously, keyframe testing sucks balls at that. <laughs> so uh, support our advertisers that support this show. It keeps us up and moving and uh, gives you guys the information that you want out there. As always, we have an open-door policy. You guys know the email. Feel free to hit me up. Just make sure to uh, give me enough description inside of that email so I can give you an educated answer. And please, unless you're a very, very hot woman, do not DM me questions because I will not answer those questions. What happens if you're being catfished? If it's questions about other stuff than motorcycles, it, it could happen. I might answer that because I'm like, yeah, it's something new. But if it's about dirt bikes, you can give me a paragraph about, hey, should I do? I'm not doing it. You know the email, proper channel is where it's at. I'm armadilloing. I'm going to armadillo. And I'm, you might see on your DM, red, and there's no response. <laughs> That's what's going down. All right? Vaj, congratulations on your KTM 350 SXF purchase. So good. The wife Real wasn't life. pleased, but I love it. How, mo- how many other media outlets you think actually buy motorcycles? None. Probably none. I fucking buy mics. I bought a fucking bike. Yeah. You bought bikes. Yep. None of these other dudes are buying, but there's like, oh, I'm taking free shit, and then I'm going to ride it 40 hours, and I'm going to give it back. If I like something, I love dirt bikes, I'm going to buy it. That's what I did. I told you I wasn't buying Yeah, I was going to give you the test oh, bike. Oh, test bike. Yeah. I still like owning my own bike. Yeah. So. I'm kind of the same way. I can do my own shit. I don't have to worry about giving it back. And oh, uh, Heather's home, so uh, yeah. come in the studio. Hey, Mrs. Yeah. Kiefer, Hello. you just missed this conversation, but. You're not on mic, so we don't have to worry about it. Thank you guys for joining me. And, of course, as always, do not DM Mrs. Kiefer either because unless you're a very, very hot dude, those are instructions from me. She's not going to answer you. I got a direct line to her, so. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one next week. What are we doing next week? Playing golf. Oh, God. See you guys later.